0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your Word, gives light, gives understanding to the simple. Thank you, Lord, because I'm anointed to teach your word. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together, our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth through this teaching. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Alright, today is a good day. Let's let's turn our Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. I will be dealing with praying out God's plan for your life. Praying out God's plan for your life. And, um, Over the years I've taught um, Quite a number of messages Quite a number of series And I consider These to be very Very important And what I mean by that is If I would recommend one message For you It is the messages we're doing this month Sunday mornings we're dealing with The subject of God wants to guide you And the midweek services Last Wednesday our brother's Shared on understanding the will of God Very powerful and perfect message For the moment And um, these Wednesday teachings The Bible studies I want to talk about Praying out God's plan for your life So I'll start out today By um, teaching on praying out God's plan for your life And next Wednesday I'll talk about praying out God's plan For your loved ones And the people around you And then uh, the final Wednesday of this month I'll deal with Uh, Praying out God's plan for your nation I think these are very important things That we need to realize And it's important for us to pray for our nation It's important for us to pray for The people around us Because if the people around you Are not fulfilling God's plan for your life They will interfere in whatever you're doing Alright so We're looking at praying out God's plan for your life Uh, Go to Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5 You need to follow this now Jeremiah 1 Let's start reading verse 4 to 5 Okay Now the word of the Lord came to me saying Came to Jeremiah Before I formed you In the womb I knew you Before I formed you In the womb I knew you And before you were born I consecrated you And I have Appointed you a prophet To the nations So This is interesting God said to Jeremiah Before I formed you in the womb I already knew you And you were consecrated to be a prophet To the nations Now if you read verse 6 Then he said Jeremiah said Then I said Alas Lord God Behold I do not know how to speak Because I am a youth So you realize that God was speaking to Jeremiah About his plan. For his life. That's God's plan for Jeremiah's life. And Jeremiah said, I'm a youth. I really like I don't even know how to talk. Now it it shows us that you can be aware, listen carefully to this, you can be aware of the plan of God for your life and feel like I don't have the capacity to fulfill it. I'm not in a position to fulfill it I don't have the resources I'm not matured enough to fulfill it Now I was having a conversation with uh, A mentor of mine about Three weeks ago And that, that really prompted me to, to teach this And he was having a, a teaching meeting with, with another ministry In the US So he was on this uh, broadcast something So I was, I was tuned in To just receive wisdom And to glean And he made a very powerful statement. He said, The fact that something is the will of God doesn't mean it will come to pass automatically. And I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, 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 that's true. That's right. So, God can ordain you to be a prophet to the nations. God can ordain you to be a businessman. God can ordain you to whatever the Lord has called you to do. But it does not automatically mean that that's going to happen. And I think that's where there's the disconnect between... People hearing the word of the Lord and leaving it out actually. And that's where prayer comes in. Okay, That's where prayer comes in. And so, one of the scriptures that came so strong to my mind after I had that conversation, after the broadcast with him, was Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. You need to follow me now. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. And it's important we keep our eyes on the scriptures and follow the word of the Lord as he gives us instructions in this regard. You know, some somehow, if you are at home and... You're watching the broadcast and you're live streaming. You can get lazy about these things. I'm just like, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to get the message. I'll... No, you have to be diligent to listen. You, you have to, you have to discipline yourself to take down notes, to be open to what the Lord will say to you. Because these meetings and these teachings we're having, they are anointed. The anointing of God is on them. Praise God. And for your uh development for your growth for your edification praise god so when we call the scriptures you keep your eyes on them you feast your eyes on them you read them you take notes you rejoice in the lord praise god and uh, Matthew chapter 6 and go to verse 9 you you know those those story of what is popularly called the lord's prayer uh Verse 9. It says, pray then in this way. So, it was te- Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, look at verse 10. It, it says, when you pray, pray this way. Verse 10. Your kingdom come. Now, look at the next line. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Le- can we meditate on that? I want to... Um, I want to read this from... Just give me a moment here and we read it from the Amplified Version. Okay? And, and it's important for us to understand that God wants His will done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, the, the the issue with the will of God that people do not understand is the fact that it is established in heaven does not mean it is on the earth. It doesn't mean that it's been established on the earth. So Jesus says, when you pray... Pray that the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. It means the will of God is already established in heaven. Praise God. The will of God is already established in heaven, but we want the will of God to come on the earth. We want the will of God to be manifested on the earth. It's the same thing in your life. The will of God for your life is already established in the realm of the Spirit. It's already established in heaven. But you need to pray it into manifestation so that it can be executed or lived out on the earth. Okay. So, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, the will of God for your life, the plans of God for your life is already established in the heavenlies. It's the same thing that God said to Jeremiah. I have ordained you to be a prophet and I've consecrated you to be a prophet to the nations. And Jeremiah said, I'm a youth. Praise God, I'm a youth. So, you see, there is the will of God for your life. There is the plan of God for your life. And God by the holy spirit wants to guide you into that plan you know what i I was just thinking um a couple of days back and i'm saying the greatest thing we all need every moment of our life is to be directed and to be guided by the lord because we want to be doing exactly what god wants us to do we want to be doing exactly what god wants us to do we don't have time on the earth to do something else praise god so in matthew chapter 6 verse 10 jesus taught them to pray that the will of god will be done on earth as it is in heaven john wesley said this john wesley the founder of the methodist church said this. it seems god is limited by prayer life that he cannot do nothing for humanity Unless someone asks Him. Now, it is God's will that we walk in His plan for our life. It is God's will that we fulfill purpose. So, we need to pray out this plan. We need to pray out this plan in different ways, right? Number one, we need to pray so we can know the plan of God. And we need to pray so we can fulfill the plan of God. Go with me to John chapter 6. John chapter 6 and verse 36. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John chapter six and verse thirty eight. Thank you, Father. John six thirty eight. Now let's look at the statement of Jesus right here in John chapter six and verse thirty eight. For I have come down from heaven. Look at this. I have come down from heaven. Remember what we said the will of God is established in heaven. Okay? Jesus says I have. Come down from heaven Not to do my own will But the will Of him Who sent me I have come down from heaven But I didn't come down from heaven To do my own will I came to do the will of him who sent me This is the will of him who sent me That of all that he has given me I lose nothing But raise it up on the last day So, Jesus clearly said, Listen, I came down from heaven, but I didn't come to the earth to do my own will. Let's take a deep look at that statement. Number one, it means that a man can come to this earth and do his own will. That's clear. It means that you can live your own will. You can live your life based on this is what I want. This is what gives me fun. This is my talent. Whatever. You can literally leave your will on the earth and not do the will of the Father. And sadly, a lot of people are in this position. They cannot boldly say, this is God's will for my life. Praise God. Now, go to John 5. Let me show you something there. Verse 30. John chapter 5 and verse 30. Jesus said, I can do nothing on my own initiative. I want you to observe the word initiative. The other translation says, I can do nothing on my own. But I, lo- I love the way the New American Standard Bible puts it. I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, a judge. And my judgment is just because... Look at this next phrase. Because I do not seek my own will. I- I- are you following this now? In John chapter 6, it says... I came to do His will. In John chapter 5, it says, I do not seek my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. So, can we see the life of Jesus? That Jesus was be on doing the will of God and seeking the will of God. i seeking to do His will and I want to act on the will of God. So, it tells us that we must actively be seeking the will of God for our lives. And not just seeking the will of God for our lives But doing the will of God for our lives So a lot of people Are not in this position And that's why We, we need to spend time praying in the spirit and, and praying that the Lord will Help us get into his will that, You see If there is one thing I would like to, for everybody to understand Is that there is God's plan for your life Praise God I know you have your own plans. I know you have your own dreams. I know you have your own ambitions. But there is God's plan for your life. And God wants you to seek His will. And God wants you to do His will. Now, there is the general will of God for every believer. That we bring many to salvation. That we win the laws, That we do prayers and whatever we have to do. Serve in the body of Christ. But there is the specific will for you. There is exactly The kind of job God wants you to do. The kind of, uh, I mean, where God wants you to to be involved in. Even in the body of Christ. The exact ministry He wants you to be placed in. And even if you're a pastor of a local church, God has a specific plan and time and season for your ministry, for your family, for your business. And God wants us to get in, in God is interested in revealing this to us. He's not interested in hiding it from us. He wants us to participate and collaborate with Him so we can bet the purposes of God on the earth. Glory to God. Now, I want to go to uh, use the life of Paul as an example and I'll be sharing with with you on this and, and building some things here. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1. And I always love this about Paul. Right. I always love this about Paul. It's very exciting. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul called as an apostle of Jesus Christ. By the will of God. And sustains our brother. But I like the first line. Paul called as an apostle of Jesus Christ. By the will of God of God. So Paul knew that he was an apostle of Jesus by God's will. Are, are you following this? He wasn't an apostle because everybody else, you know the title was popular, that's what everybody else was answering. No, he was an apostle by the will of God. He was called to be an apostle. And you realize that the first couple of years of apostle paul the man was not even born again he, he, he you know you know paul was separated from his mother's womb to be an apostle that's the reason god created him but i tell you the man was way far away from being an apostle he was rather killing and murdering people in the church he wasn't following god's plan for his life he was probably following the devil's script for his life Alright? And, and he was active in it. He was zealous in this. You can't be zealous in the wrong thing. The fact that you have zeal for something and you're passionate about it, it doesn't mean that's exactly what God wants you to do. So, you, but, but I want you to pick the fact that he said that I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. So it wasn't the church. The church affirmed and ordained him, but it wasn't the church that called him into the ministry. And we must, we must separate that. Uh, the, the congregation, the brothers, sisters in, in the faith can lay hands on you and affirm the call of God on your life. But no man can call you into the ministry except the Lord Jesus. Only God can call a man into the ministry. So it says, Paul called as an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and sustaineth our brother. Okay, now. Paul was called to be an apostle. And one of the primary duties of an apostle was to travel and to preach. Okay? Was to go out and preach the gospel and plant churches. Now, I want you to bring, because I want to talk about why we need to pray for us to fulfill God's plan for our life. I want to bring two incidents in the life of Paul. Why it's important for us to pray. To pray out the plan of God and so we can get in the plan. And not only get in the plan, but fulfill the plan. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and uh i want to read from verse i like the way it's it's put right here go 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 to first thessalonians chapter two and verse eighteen Th- thank you lord jesus first thessalonians chapter two and verse eighteen it says uh for we wanted to come to you i Paul again and again Wanted to come But Satan hindered us So you know This man is called to be an apostle And part of being an apostle Is to go out there And strengthen the churches And teach the churches And impact the saints And bring doctrine to them But here Paul says Satan hindered us Now of course somebody say, Well how come Satan Stopped almighty Paul you know, I did a bit of study around this, and I found that the word, um, I mean, the Satan was not powerful enough to stop Paul, okay, because the devil is not that powerful, but he threw hindrances on the way of Paul, so Paul was not able to go when he wanted to go. Okay, so, uh, I think some of the, so, John says, well, there was a crisis in the church at that time and it was not safe for Paul to go in there. There was a crisis in the region. So, what I want to point out to you is, God can call you for something and the enemy will throw every obstacle on your way just to make sure you don't get about fulfilling that purpose. Okay? So, Paul had the desire to go impact the saints, but we find out that Satan threw all these obstacles to hinder the journey of Paul now Paul eventually went there but he was hindered so God can call you for these mighty assignments, and the enemy is not going to fold his hands and watch you just do what God wants you to do he's going to throw all kinds of hindrances I mean strife, envy, jealousy people quarreling he's going to throw distractions at you and like I always tell my people if you're distracted the enemy doesn't need to bother about you anymore because he's not you are not going to fulfill purpose so the, the, I mean Satan can draw all kinds of stuff I mean make sure you don't have enough money To do what God wants you to do And if you don't recognize these as from the enemy And take authority over it And walk in the authority that God has given to you You can be hindered from fulfilling The purposes of God And the, 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 the plans of God And the assignment of God For your life and your ministry And, and, your, and your family and your business Praise God Now I want to show you somewhere uh, go to Acts chapter 16 and the reason I'm showing you both examples, it's giving to you the whole counsel of God so you can pray Acts 16 go to verse 6 Acts 16 verse 6 now talking about Paul again they remember what we read in 1 Corinthians 1 one. he's called to be an apostle after the will of God and then in um, 1 Thessalonians 2 18 We see that he wanted to travel And Satan hindered him Now in Acts chapter 16 verse 6 Now they passed through the territory of Figuer and Galatia Look at verse the next line After being forbidden by the Holy Spirit To speak the word In the west coast province of Asia Minor Now the Holy Spirit forbade them From speaking the word in Asia Now, how will the Holy Ghost forbid them? This man was called to be an apostle. I mean, his major assignment was to speak the word. Now, this is where praying out the plan of God's, uh, praying out God's plan for your life comes in. Because there are many good things you want to do, but God is not asking you to do them. They are legitimate. They are good. But you just want to rush into them because they are good. In in fact, some of these things, we want to do them to please God. But God has an assignment for us. Now, read on. And after they came to Mesha, they tried to go into Bitna, but the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. Look at that. The Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. I mean, they wanted to go preach, and Jesus says, No, don't go. Okay, now go on. Then a vision. So passing by measure, they went to Troas. Verse 9. Then a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man from the Roman province of Macedonia was standing and pleading with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Glory to God. So you realize that God's plan for Apostle Paul was Macedonia. It wasn't Bithynia. It wasn't asia but macedonia now why do we need to spend time praying about god's plan for our life is so we can be listen to this yielded and flexible to the purposes of god now in these two cases there was resistance to him preaching one was satan one was the lord saying don't go one was satan preventing him now why do you need to spend time in prayer so you can know the difference because if it's Satan hindering you, well, you take authority over that devil and go ahead and do what God is asking you to do. But if it's the Lord saying, don't go there, you don't want to rebuke the Lord. <laughs> or you don't want to cast the Lord out. Now, if you mix these two things, you're going to walk out of God's plan for your life. It's, if it's the devil stopping you, hindering you from doing certain things that the Lord has asked you to do, And you think it's the Lord. Or it's the Lord saying don't go and you think it's Satan. You will be binding who you shouldn't be binding and losing who you shouldn't be losing. So praying, listen carefully to this, praying extensively about God's purpose for our life makes us sensitive to the Spirit and for us to be able to discern the will of God. And you know, I have, for instance, as a pastor, I've got four invitations on my table. Where does the Lord wants me to go? Where is His plan for my life? Now, this is not complex. It's about yielding, being yielded to the Spirit at all times and allowing the Spirit of God to lead you in, following the impression of God in your heart. And that's why... I'm building this up with the series we're teaching on. God wants to guide you. God wants to. See, God doesn't want you going to go into when he's got something for you in Macedonia. And you remember, if you go to Paul's writing again, it was these Macedonians who begged Paul to receive an offering. Nobody in Paul's ministry ever begged Paul and said, Listen, please sir, we want to give to you. Please accept this offering. But out of their deep poverty, glory to God, the, 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 the word of God says they ministered to Paul. They, they gave to Paul. And what was happening there? Paul went where God wanted him and God walked on the people that God had sent Paul to. So like Jesus, we must be seeking the will of God To do the will of God We must not be comfortable anywhere That's not God's will for us We shouldn't be comfortable doing What is not the will of the Father for us And how do we come to that place Of constant sensitivity To the will of God for our lives It's becoming a people of prayer When we are a people of prayer We will pray out the plan We will pray out the manifestation We will pray out the wisdom of God For our lives Glory to God Now Go with me to Colossians chapter 1 And I want to Deal with this here Praise God Colossians chapter 1 And this is very important Praying out God's plan for your life The need for us to walk in the plan And in the purpose of God for our life Colossians chapter 1 And go to verse 9 Thank you Lord Oh praise the name of the Lord Jesus Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 Thank you Lord We're going to read from verse 9 to verse uh, Let's stop at verse 12 now Colossians 1 9 to 12 For this reason also What reason? When Epaphras informed Paul of their love in the Spirit, the church in Colossae. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you. And to so us, look at this, that you may be filled, underline that, with the knowledge, underline that, of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So that, look at this. You will work in a manner worthy of the Lord. To please Him in all aspects. God wants you to please Him in all aspects. Bearing fruit in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthening with all power. According to His glorious might. For the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. I read from the Amplified Version. Colossians 1.9 For this reason, since the day we heard of it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom with insight into his purposes I like that from the Amplified Version it says we are specifically praying that you will be filled with all the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom with insight into his purposes so one of Paul's prayer for the saints in Colossae is that they will be filled in with the insight into the purposes of God and the plans of God and in understanding of spiritual things Praise the name of the Lord Thank you Lord That, that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord And, and, and all what we read But I want, I want you to note this from the Amplified For this reason Since the day we heard about it We have not stopped praying for you Asking specifically That you may be filled With the knowledge of His will in our spiritual understanding. With insight into His purpose. God wants to enable us to have insight into the purpose. And now, (laughs) you know, this is where people miss it, right? They don't want to communicate with God on areas in their life. They just have specific areas where they want to ask God. But God's got a plan. God didn't create you without a purpose, and He wants to grant you insight into that purpose. He says, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things which are to come. That's why the Holy Spirit is on the inside of, God, uh, inside of us. So we can navigate the times and the seasons. And get into the plan of God for our lives. Glory to God. Now, I want us to take that verse apart a bit. Let's go back. Colossians 1 verse 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled. That word field is the Greek word plero. P-L-E-R-O-O. Plero. It means to make replicas. To level up. Okay? To furnish. To satisfy. To execute. To accomplish. To perfect. To fill up. It, it, it's almost like saying I've used this thing up until it has expired. I've exhausted it. Paul says, I want you to be filled up. To come to the fullness. Praise God. To be thoroughly furnished. With what? With the knowledge. The word knowledge there, in the Greek, is epignosis. Which means recognition and full discernment. That's what I like. I want you... To come to the full discernment of His will. I want you. I'm praying for you. That you are able to come to the epignosis of the will of God. The knowledge. The full discernment. The actual or real knowledge of God's will for you. You are able to discern exactly. In exact terms. What the will of God is. Thank you Lord Jesus. I mean this is good. This is something that we need to press into. This is something we need to spend time before the Lord and say, Lord, what exactly do you want me to do? What's your plan for my life? How do you want me to engage this relationship? How do you want me to engage? How do you want me to serve in the ministry? How do you want me to serve my pastor? How do you want me to serve the people? How do you want me to serve the congregation? What word do you want me to bring to the congregation? Glory to God. And, 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 and Paul says, I'm praying this for you. I'm praying that you would come to the full epignosis of the will of God. The full knowledge and full discernment. So, so you know exactly. And it's, it's by living this way, you can begin to bear fruits pleasing to the Lord. Because the Lord is pleased when you live out His plan. Praise God. I'll say that again. The Lord is pleased when you live out His plan for your life. The Lord is not pleased when you... Living the way you want to live And not fulfilling what God has asked you to do Praise God And it takes a whole lot of discipline To stay in the plan of God for your life Because you have many things That will pull you out of God's plan Many good suggestions That will pull you out of God's plan Many good ideas That will pull you out of God's plan Praise God Thank you Lord Okay Now it says uh, The wheel there Where in verse 9 Colossians one nine. For this reason also Since the day we heard of it We have not ceased to pray for you And to ask that you may be filled With the knowledge Epignosis of his will The word will is telema It means Determination What the Lord has determined Praise God Choice, purpose His inclination His desire, his pleasure His will That's what it means I want you to have a full discernment of His determination for you, what He has determined for you. I want you to have full discernment of God's inclination, of God's desire for you. I want you to have the full discernment, right? The epignosis, the knowledge. I want you to come to a complete... Uh, so if I want to rewrite this now, right, okay? If I want to rewrite this, I will, I'll put it this way, right? I'm praying for you that you will come into complete supply of the full discernment of god's determination for your life that's the way i would write it i'm praying for you that you will be richly supplied with the full discernment of god's determination for you of what god wants you to be of god's purpose of god's desire praise god of god's inclination what are god's inclination towards you. When God looks at you, what are the things He desires that you should be doing and be accomplishing. And and Paul's prayer is listening and praying for you to come into the full supply of this, to come into the full awareness of this. So you're able to discern this and live it out. Glory to God. Thank you Lord Jesus. And live it out. And this is amazing. I mean, imagine collaborating with God to just live your life out. Do what God wants you to do. Praise God. Doing what God wants you to do. Thank you Lord Jesus. Okay. So. This is a prayer we need to pray for ourselves. So for instance. Someone is saying. Well Pastor. Where do I start from? In praying out God's plan for my life. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 9 and 10 and 11. Are valid prayers. So I go before the Lord and say. Father I thank you. I thank you Holy Spirit of God. Because I'm praying for myself right now. That in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I am filled with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that I come into full realization of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding for me, that I walk worthy in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please you in all respect, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Father, I thank you. You know, you pray, you can pray that over your life all the time. You just pray it and speak it forth and what's happening, you're praying out God's plan you're praying out His will and deep right inside of your spirit you begin to pick up the seasons and the, 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 the will and the word and the purposes of God from your heart hallelujah now another thing you need to do is to pray the Pauline prayers so this is one of the Pauline prayers in Colossians chapter 1 another one is Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 to, to 19 we can see that I know some of you know it but just turn your Bibles there Glory to God Thank you Lord Jesus Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 And you can take these two prayers And pray them every day. These are prayers you should pray daily Never get tired of repeating them Praise God In fulfilling the will of God Reputation is safety Praise God Reputation is safety We want to repeat these things We want to keep our eyes on them Ephesians chapter 1 And verse You can start praying from verse 17 to 19 Glory to God uh, verse 16 Paul says For I do not cease do not cease, to give thanks for you While making mention of you in my prayers That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ The Father of glory May give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation In the knowledge of Him I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened So that you will know what is the hope of His calling What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? I pray, come on, that light will flood your heart. That you will know. You see, God wants us to know. You know, (laughs) all our Christian life, we've celebrated ignorance. What does God want you to know? I don't know. You know, what does God want you to do? I don't know. You know, what, what are you doing right now? Is it the will of God? I don't have a clue. You know, you should have a clue. If you don't have a clue, well, go back to the place of prayer. We're not going to survive this world if we're not convinced of what God has called us to do. Because people are going to talk you out of it. Yeah. If you're not birthed, if the things you're not doing are not rooted in the conviction of, I know this is who I am. Even Jeremiah, you know, at a point, Jeremiah said, You know what? I don't want to prophesy anymore. <laughs> the man says, God, he says, You have deceived me. You, you know, it's almost like. God called him to the prophetic ministry to prophesy about the nation and you felt well this was going to be a, a one jolly ride I'm going to have a good time of my life prophesying you know what I'm saying and, 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 and the man prophesied he gave one prophecy one time the king didn't like it they locked him up and, 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 and that didn't look like the will of God that doesn't look like the plan of God you know what if, if Jeremiah had a wife and family like we have today they're going to say you know what if this prophecy keeps putting you in prison, it can't be God. (laughs) You know, the prophecy should take you to the king's palace. And I'm going to talk about that. Because sometimes, most of us do not discern the will of God because we only attribute the will of God to comfort. to extreme comfort. And so, if it's discomforting, let me give you an example. Do you realize that, you know, sometimes you say like, okay God, uh, what's your will for my life? And God says, well... There's a village down there... They don't have good schools... And I want you to go there... Go start a school... Go teach... So you can bring the gospel to them... Or bring transformation to that community... You look at your... All the years you spent in school... I mean... If you're not married... The first thing you're going to ask yourself... Is who's going to see me in this village... And get married to me... Of course... Because I mean... If you put all your... On your Instagram photographs... You're always taking pictures... With goats... Chickens and children with pants (laughs) I'm not sure you're going to get a number of likes you're going to say well you're going to say people are going to do well done ah God bless your heart then the question you're going to ask is who's going to get married to because which man is going to get married and and you know just get married and where are you going where I'm going to join my wife in whatever she's doing where is she doing she works in this village she started a school I mean if you're not convinced that's what God wants you to do a lot of people are going to talk you out of it The next question they're going to talk about is... How will you get money? I mean... You look at all your friends online... They're posting the new cars... Promotion in their jobs... You know... Going on vacation... I mean... You can hardly... I mean... You're in this village... Just... Laboring out... And so... What I'm saying is this... The will of God... Does not automatically mean... You're going to be... I mean... The Lord is going to richly supply you... And I know from experience... If the Lord asks you to do something, He is going to take care of you way beyond what you ever thought. But if you are fixed on what the world defines as success... You'll not be able to know and discern the will of God for your life. And that's why you need to be in the place of prayer. So that, as Paul says, the eyes of your understanding is a that you will know. That's where I'm emphasizing. You can know God's plan for your life. It's not in the hands of a prophet. The plan for your life is in God's hand. God can use prophets... To share things with you. But the truth of the matter is God wants to speak to you. And God wants to communicate to you about His plan for your life. Where to serve. What to do. And if you want to fulfill the plan of God for your life, you have to pray it out. You're not going to lazy around. The plan of God is not going to find you in your bed. You've got to seek it, Jesus said. I seek to do the will of the Father. How do we seek to do the will of the Father today? We spend time in prayer. We pray the Pauline Epistles. We pray... um Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. We pray Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to eleven. We spend hours in praying this and praying that, oh God, you fill me with the knowledge of your will. I receive the knowledge of your will. Father, show me what you have for my life. Lord, show me what to do. Show me what to do. Lord, I open myself up to you that I'm walking in your will for my life. I confess that all the time. I, I say that all the time. Father, thank you. Because I'm walking in your will for my life. I'm where you want me to be. I'm doing what you want me to do. Glory of God I'm excited in the will of God praise God you have to say that all the time you have to pray that all the time thank you Lord you have to pray that all the time so you have to pray out the plan of God for your life so that the things that God has planned for you in your life in your purpose in your ministry in your family can come to pass so you are through prayer executing the will of God on earth as it is in heaven glory to God hallelujah number two. If you're writing down You have to pray the prayer of consecration The prayer of consecration To consecrate yourself to the will of God And this is the only prayer you can use If it be thy will Okay uh, Let's go to Luke chapter I want you to go to Luke chapter 22 Let's see from the life of Jesus Luke 22 and verse 40 Oh, glory, 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 glory to God. Are you learning something tonight? Praise God. Luke chapter 22. I mean, God is so good. Luke 22 and verse 40. I like talking about the will of God. You know, when I was growing up, the way people taught us about the will of God, it was almost fearful. You know, you're like, oh man, the will of God. Woo. I don't want the will of God. You know, especially, and it's amazing because I'm really seeking to teach our church and teach people who follow me that a lot making them love the will of God making them pray for the will of God because the way we were taught about the will of God growing up uh, we didn't hear much about the will of God except when it came to marriage okay so uh, they didn't care what we studied in school they didn't care what, what we were doing with our lives but when it came to marriage it was like you you can't miss God you can ah oh, man you have to marry the will of God and so Uh, growing up, we had this thing that man, you know, personally in my life I felt like, you know what it was a struggle allowing God to it was a struggle allowing God into my relationship life because I felt like, you know, you're not used to the will of God, you've not been trained on the will of God, you've not been taught on the will of God and the stories you heard of the will of God were people that uh, the Lord was calling to ministry and He didn't answer the call uh, their goat died, uh, fire caught their house, their bicycle chain broke, <laughs> amen, until they finally said, okay, God, okay, it's like God grabbing them by the, <laughs> by their neck, almost choking them to death, you know, and you know, some people actually say, well, I died and I woke up, <laughs> and God says, if you don't do my will, I'll kill you again, and you never will. You know, so, you, you never were taught on the will of God you never were taught that God had the plan for your life and then when you finally heard somebody who uh, followed the will of God it was after God had you know just a misrepresentation of God in any way after all the bad things that have happened so you know particularly for me I don't know about my friends but growing up and um, when it was time to begin to make a choice of who to get married to we are afraid to say God if it you know your will because we are like man yeah, if we allow God to do this choice for us <laughs> <laughs> God is going to bring all these ugly girls. You know, nobody's ugly, but you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Just bring somebody I don't like. I mean, and you just wake up in the night and you look at somebody by yourself like, Jesus, this is your will. You know, and, and, and the Lord began to renew my mind because we always have this struggle accepting the will of God because we feel that the will of God is not what we want. Right? Like, Uh, if I say God, you know some people like, if I say yes to your will, God is going to say become a pastor. And I don't want to become a pastor. Yeah, I know people on my team who don't want to become pastors. And they are afraid to pray the prayer of consecration. You know, when they sing like, Lord, you can have anything. Lord, you can send me to do anything. They sing it or they say it and in the back of their mind, you are like, Lord, you can ask me to do anything except to just say I should be a pastor. I'll do anything for you. That's not the prayer of consecration. You're not consecrated. You can't say, Oh God, you know, I want to be a pastor, but make me a prophet. (laughs) Don't make me a teacher. No, that's not consecration. So, you need to understand. Now, let me explain something to you. Let me just say this now. It's going to help someone. Wow. Let me say this, right? Whatever the will of God is for your life, the first thing, if you spend time in prayer, is that the Lord will begin to Allow your heart to accept the will of God. So God is not going to tell you something that you're not finding resonating with your heart. After a while, many times I didn't want to be a pastor. I prayed against being a pastor. I deliberately rebelled against God because I didn't want to be a pastor. But when the call of God began to come in my heart, you know what happened? I began to love pastoring. So that's what God does. When His will, when you start praying for the will of God, what's going to happen is the Lord will start pulling those Desires in your heart first. And that's what prayer does. You see, you, if you don't accept the will of God, He's not going to force it in your life. You understand that? Like, God, I don't want to be, God say You have to, you have to, you have. He's not going to do that. So in prayers, that yieldedness... Let me put it down. I think that's the right word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You will begin to yield to the will of God. You begin to find it easy to yield to the will of God. And that's what happened. As I began to spend time praying, praying over my life and praying over other things, I began to yield. And a remarkable change came in my life When I said, Lord you know what You created me, you've got plans for me This is what I wanted to do with my life But whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do If you say be a preacher, I'll be a preacher If you say go be a nurse, I'll be a nurse If you say whatever you want me to do And that prayer of consecration opens you up To be able to yield to the plans of God for your life Praise God Well let's run, our time is going Luke chapter 22 and verse 40 When he arrived at the place he said to them Pray that you may not enter into temptation And he withdrew from them about a stone throw And he knelt down Talking about Jesus And began to pray Saying Father (laughs) If you are willing So the prayer of consecration you pray the will of God If you are willing remove this cup from me Yet Look at this Not my will but yours be done That's the prayer of consecration What is the prayer of consecration He said, Lord Not my will but thou be done you know, at a point... I, I love planting churches. I love starting. It's, it's in my DNA. It's in my heart. At a point, I was like... God, I'm going to pastor a church for a number of years. And then I'll go plant another church. That was in my heart. You know, when that whole year came, there was a struggle in my heart. You know... Um, I, we Actually, what was in our heart was to go to another nation as a missionary. I even took the time to fly to that nation. spend some days just praying and sensing... Is this where God wants us? You know, it was a struggle because I love to do work in the nations. I love to work in the nations. But I have an assignment here. But it came to a point where I discovered that struggle was interfering with the answers of God in my heart. I'll talk about that. I pray we have time tonight um, to get into it. But, you know, the desire to do that began to interfere with the signals of God in my heart. And I just came to the place where I said, you know what God, whatever you want, it's fine with me. If you want me to stay here for the rest of my life, I'm good. If you want me to travel, plant churches, I'm good. Whatever you want. And immediately I consecrated myself. I discovered that the Lord began to pour a love for the place I am and began to give me ideas and it was just fine with me and and there was nothing like if the Lord never asked us to move we're just okay excited about what God is asking us to do so the prayer of consecration helps you to yield your will that's the struggle now the prayer of consecration says Lord, not my will that means you acknowledge that listen, my will can interfere with the will of God now understand this and follow this now okay If Jesus had not prayed this prayer, it's possible that Jesus would not have gone to the cross. Right? Now, (laughs) but part of the plan was going to the cross. So, Jesus had to pray out this plan. Had to pray himself to yield himself. And we're talking about almighty Jesus. (laughs) Alright? So, that's why I say, fulfilling God's plan is not going to just fall like, Right man goes on your, on your laps. You have to pray. And you remember when when um, this was being described in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says he prayed with much tears. In fact, let's read it. Let's read it. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him, and being in agony. He was praying very fervently, and his sweat became like the drops of blood falling down upon the ground. You, you realize, see how intense Jesus was praying. To be able to cause His will to align with the will of the Father. And that's why sometimes I don't get away. and people say, you know what, you can just pray, you can just talk to God. No, if you really want to, you're, listen, everything in your life is going to resist God's will. Sometimes your family will resist the will of God. Sometimes even yourself we resist the will of God Your heart will re- resist the will of God Your ambitions We're going to go into that We resist the will of God And in verse 40 And in verse 40, 42 And in verse 44 Jesus prayed the same prayer again What prayer is that? The prayer of dedication and consecration Glory to God The prayer of dedication and consecration Wow, praise God are you still here? Come on, follow me. Are you still here? Now, the prayer of consecration and dedication involves praying about the will of God for your life and submitting yourself to the will of God. So, prayer helps you to submit yourself to the will of God. You can't just go like, oh God, whatever you want. I mean, when God now shows you what He wants and points the cross you, He's like, no, no, not that one. Change it. Bring another one. Like, no, that's not it. Because God is going to ask you to do certain things, right? And you have to be submitted. Some things will pin on your flesh You know sometimes the Lord will ask you to pull out of certain relationships And stop hanging out with some friends So you can consecrate yourself For the assignment I have for you Stay up night to pray So the will of God Even though though it's good, acceptable and perfect It's going to demand some level of sacrifices So you have to pray yourself To be able to accept These sacrifices Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, this prayer can be prayed many times. So you can repeat it. Lord, not my will, but I be done. Lord, not my will. In fact, some of you need to put it on auto play until your head accepts it. Okay? a prayer that can be repeated, same thoughts, same content, same essence. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I'm trying to see if I can finish this. So we're going to take extra minutes. Right? Just keep going until I finish. All right. So, um, The prayer of consecration, right? So you need to pray. You need to pray yourself to be yielded. Follow me now. You need to pray yourself to be yielded to the plan. So, for instance, God has called me to be a pastor. And I've got the DNA of an apostle in my heart to plant churches, to travel, to teach, to strengthen churches. Now... At a point, the Lord will tell me, where well, you've got to call that on your travels, you've got to face the local church, you've got to do this. Now, you realize that at that point, there might be a tension between what I will and what God wills. Now, don't assume that it's always easy to respond to the will of God. Are you hearing this? Don't assume that Once I know the will of God I don't care Once I know the will of God I'm going to respond to it Now the challenge you're going to have Is once you start seeing the will of God And some demands start coming upon your life What's going to happen is There's going to be that struggle And so In the place of prayer You yield to the Lord Write that down Write that down Write in the place of prayer My spirit yields to the Lord That's why The more you pray The more yielded you become The more you pray, the more yielded you become. And that's why why I love to spend time praying. It's easy. Listen, I say this. Come on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Two things quickly. Number one, it's easy to hear God when you pray. Number two, it's easy to obey God when you're a man of prayer. It's easy to hear God. The voice of God becomes louder than the voice of your distractions. Praise God. Okay. Now, uh, the other way to pray pray out the plan of God for your life is to spend time praying in the Spirit. Okay, go to First Corinthians chapter fourteen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you still there? Oh, praise God forevermore. This is good. First Corinthians chapter fourteen. Mm-mm-mm. This is good. This is good. I I enjoy God's word. I'm telling you, oh, it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. First Corinthians fourteen two. For one who speaks in a tongue Does not speak to men but to God For no one understands But in his spirit He speaks mysteries Go to verse 14 1 Corinthians fourteen fourteen. 14 For I, if I pray in a tongue My spirit prays But my mind is unfruitful Okay? Now Praying in the spirit extensively Helps you to pray out the plan of God For your life Now when you pray in the spirit What happens is that Your mind is unfruitful But your spirit connects to God And so that's why it's important for you to spend time praying in the Holy Ghost because that is where you build your spirit up to be able to pick up signals from the heart of God, from the mind of God. Now sometimes, you pray things in the Spirit and your mind will be unfruitful. Your mind do not understand them, but your spirit is communicating with God. And you are praying out the purposes and the plan of God for your life. You are praying past the hindrances of Satan. You are praying past the obstacles of men. You know, because sometimes, to fulfill God's purpose for your life, the will of other people are involved. For instance, if you are a preacher, and you are going to preach somewhere... Uh, You know, first of all, if you need to travel, you need to get the visa. Okay? The embassy, the will of those in the embassy is involved in all of that. And sometimes, you need to spend time praying so that those uh, obstacles and hindrances, like it was in the life of Paul, is not there. Paul says, pray for me. God has given me a door of utterance. But pray that I'm delivered from wicked and unreasonable men who have no faith. So, you can be sent on an assignment by God and people who have no faith are, are restraining and fighting against that purpose. Okay, so as you pray in the Spirit, you begin to address those things in tongues. You address them in tongues. Your mind might not understand, but you address them in tongues. Now, um, I'll share this. A couple of, um, maybe weeks ago, um, early in the the month, I spent an extensive time praying with, with, with some of our team people in church. And there's a specific direction we've been trusting God for what exactly God wanted us to do. But I realized that during the course of that meeting, you know, the Lord directed me to a book and I was praying from the book. And, and after a while, three weeks later, something struck my heart from that book. The phrase just stood up from the book and it gave us clarity of direction on exactly what we need to do to get into the next phase of our life. Now, that's how God leads. Now, I believe, listen carefully, I believe that spending such a length of time in prayer gave me access to hear clearly the mind of God and what God will demand of us of this season. That's why extensive prayers and intensive prayers and fervent prayers are requirements for knowing and walking in the will of God. You're not going to find God's will just, you know, casually throwing your hands up and praying 2 minutes every day, "Hello God." No, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, fulfilling God's work is a serious task. Praise God. <laughs> are you are you following what I'm saying? Nobody, no scientist is going to throw the master plan of their product just Carelessly, No army is going to throw the master plan of their battle just anywhere where you pick it. If you're going to find the master plan for the battle, you have to go inside. And that's why some of us, listen, we need to up our prayer life. Glory to God so we can find out God's will. Because you know what? And I'm going to get in there tonight. No matter how long it takes, we're getting in there tonight. Because I need to teach something else next week. Now, you need to find out because God is going to judge you based on his plan for your life. God is not going to judge you based on what you achieved on the earth. I mean, there's no amount of achievement you have on the earth that's going to impress God. Come on, tell me. What are you going to do that's going to impress God? You have like 10 children. I mean, God's father of 7 billion people. You have a handsome husband. Not sure God is going to be impressed. Because, I mean, by the time your husband meets the Lord, the flesh is not going to be dead. The flesh is going to be on the earth. Realm. So it's only his spirit. You know, we don't have handsome spirits. We just have spirits. Okay, so what's going to happen? What are you going to do to impress God? You fed 3,000 orphans? I mean, God gave lunch to 5,000 men, excluding women and children. So what exactly are you going to do to impress God? Do you remember what we read in Colossians chapter 1? Right? When you find the knowledge of God's will, you will now walk in a manner pleasing to Him. So what's going to please the Lord? It's walking in the will of God for your life. That's it. Are you still here? Okay, so... Go to Jude 20. Let me say this now. Jude 20. But beloved. I, I like it from the amplified version. But you beloved. Build yourself up on the foundation of your most holy faith. Continually progress. Rise like an edifice. Higher and higher. Pray in the spirit. So as we pray in the Holy Ghost. We are building up our most holy faith. As we spend time praying in tongues. You begin to be sensitive to the words of God. The Lord will begin to guide you. You begin to pray out God's plan, oh God. And sometimes you will, oh, i tell you. Sometimes you're praying, you you know, it's happened to me a lot of times. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and praying in the Holy Ghost and worshiping the Lord and singing in the Spirit and praying in the Holy Ghost. I'll start prophesying my future. I'll start speaking words forth. Those prophetic words are the plans of God for my life. And sometimes I realize I've spoken words that were not even making meaning to my head. sometimes I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and I'm praying and I start praying over nations and speaking over nations and declaring God's word over nations what's happening I'm praying out the plan I'm praying out the plan praise God sometimes a burden will come on me and I'll start just breaking yokes and taking authority over evil spirits and all that what's happening I'm getting the plan prayed out thank you Lord Jesus alright so praying in the spirit spend time praying in the Holy Ghost Focusing on God's plan for your life. Praise God. Okay. Now, let's go to... Another thing is praying take authority over hindrances to the will of God. Now, there are certain things that would hinder the will of God for your life. And as you spend time praying in the Holy Ghost, you know, the Spirit of God is going to now take control over these things. Now, one of the things you need to deal with is selfish ambition. And I want to deal with this in a couple of scriptures and then we'll close. Maybe like 10 more minutes. Okay. So... We're going to deal with selfish ambition, right? We're going to deal with selfish ambition. Praying in the Spirit helps to deal with selfish ambition. Selfish ambition is that which fights, you know, the will of God. It's, it's almost like, this is what I want to accomplish. Go to, if you go to Philippians chapter 2, praise God. Go, c- come with me now. Come with me to Philippians chapter 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, praise God forevermore. Philippians chapter 2, and verse 3. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Do nothing from selfishness or empty concept. That is true factional motives or strife. You know, Paul calls it selfish ambition. But with an attitude of humility, be neither arrogant nor self-righteous. Regard others as more important than yourself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Now, the word selfish ambition, it's its, uh, it's a Greek word. Okay? And it means erithia, erithia. E-R-I-T-H-E-I-E-A. Okay? Now, it, 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 it connotes the, the example, the way people like um, the philosopher Aristotle and the other Greek philosopher used that. It connotes someone who comes and blows his trumpet. And, 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 and he makes himself... It's like... Let me give you an example. It's like a politician who comes... And blows his trumpet in such a way that he makes the other opponent look so small. Alright? And makes himself bigger by focusing on himself and his achievement and what he can do and putting others down. That's the concept of selfish ambition. Now how does this relate to what we're teaching tonight? you understand that if you're not careful in fulfilling the, the will of God for your life, you begin to want to fulfill the will of God out of a selfish, ambitious spirit. There'll be things in you that'll rise up to say, well, if I can do this and do this and do this and do this, it makes me look better than this other person, I'll have achieved more than this other person. And what's going to happen is, those things will begin to draw you away from the plan of God for your life. And that's what Paul said in the book of Philippians. He says, some preach Christ out of envy. I mean it, it's another thing to preach Christ but the motives behind preaching Christ was out of envy they wanted to preach Christ in such a way that Paul would look small that Paul would look like he wasn't called and that's why sometimes Paul will uh, say if I'm not an apostle to other people I'm an apostle to you because all these other apostles come and they preach like they are the ones doing the main thing and we're not doing anything and why are they carrying out ministry like that selfish ambition I, i'll give you another example um, if you, if, if you study children of Israel When they were coming out The Bible says they desired meat They craved for meat And God gave them meat Until it came out of their nosery It wasn't God's plan to give them meat in that way But it was a strong craving And so when we spend time Praying in the Holy Spirit And spending time with God God will begin to deal with those selfish ambitions Are you following this? Because that's why you find out, for instance, certain people will do whatever just to achieve stuff and they'll tell you, well, God told me to do it. And and listen, that's not God. That's not God. So, we have all this selfish ambition rising up in us. Even as ministers of the gospel, we can use ministry, we can begin to desire things in ministry because it's going to make us popular. And it's not because that's what God is asking us to do. It's because it's going to make us popular. And that's selfish ambition. So, as you begin to spend time to pray out the plan of God, it will begin to lessen the voice of your ambition. Are, are you following this? It will begin to lessen the voice of your ambition and begin to give rise to the exact, listen to this, exact plan of God for your life. You know, Paul could have traveled to Vietnam and said, you know what, I don't care, I'm going around the world, I'm going to preach in Vietnam, I'm going to preach in... Yeah, I'm going." To, and he will not have listened to the Holy Ghost. And sometimes if he had gone all the way to Vietnam and Asia and all those nations He would have missed out of what God wants To do in Macedonia You are redeemed You are not your own God has a plan And you have to pray it out You have to pray it out You have to pray it out to know it You have to pray it out to walk in it You have to pray it out to stay in it That's good You have to pray out the plan of God So you can stay in the plan of God Praise God now, let me uh, let's, let's do three more scriptures Second um, Samuel chapter 15 verse 1 Absalom Okay, let me just talk about Absalom Absalom knew that he wasn't called to be king But he wanted to be king And what happened? He began to stand at the gates, <laughs> And when people wanted to see the king He would speak to them He would manipulate people to love him And at a point he rebelled against his father David. And how did he end up? He ended up dead. That's what happens. When people follow selfish ambitions. And do not follow the plans of God for their lives. You know what happened? Can I tell you what happened? They end up prematurely dead. Cutting themselves out of where God should have been able to keep them. And you know the reason why? They start going into manipulation to get people to like them or They start manipulating things to get things done. God does not want us to get into that manipulative spirit. If you follow God's plan for your life, you can be rest assured that God will look after you. You can be rest assured that God will preserve you. You can be rest assured that God will guide you. And and the more I grow up in ministry, the more I tell myself, I just want to do what God wants me to do. I just want to be where God wants me to be. I don't want, you know, your zeal for God can make you initiate things that are not God's plan for your life. And sometimes, out of the human pride, when you've initiated things that are not God's plan for your life, you know what's going to happen? You'll be too ashamed or too proud to say, well, I missed God here. This wasn't God. And you'll you'll be running a race towards a dead end. Not what God has called you to do. So, in, in, in today's world, selfish ambition is a behavior that is greatly applauded. People... You know, it's almost like blow your trumpet, right? Like do stuff. Let people know you're here. You know, get them to know you. You are the man. You're the guy. You're the. There's no pastor like you. There's no teacher like you. You are the main man. All our social media is directed at blow it. Give it up. You know, push it there. We need to be careful that we're in the center of God's plan. So we're not driven out of the plan of God. Now, if you go to James chapter 3, verse 15 to 16, we won't read it because of time. It talks about the wisdom that is earthly the, the, the wisdom that is earthly It's a wisdom that runs On selfish ambition See, This wisdom is earthly, it's natural and it's demonic You know, it, it's not saying We should not have goals But we must not be driven by self that like if i achieve this i'm going to be better than everybody else no we we, we have godly goals we have godly assignments we, we have godly vision but we're not driven by selfish ambition because selfish ambitions will take us out of the plan of god for our life let me give you an example if a preacher has a selfish ambition he would not go pastor where um for instance there's a church of 50 people and there's a church of one thousand people I mean who's going to go to the church of 50 people I mean nobody wants to go there everybody wants to go to the church of a thousand but it can be God's plan for you to be the shepherd over those 50 folks so you see what I'm saying if you go into ministry out of selfish ambition you would always choose the bigger and the better without, without God's plan and following God's plan for your life and sometimes some circumstances can look very good but God wants you to Move ahead to start something else To build something else You must learn to be flexible in the spirit And listen to the voice of the spirit Now God is going to judge us Based on his plan For our lives So we need to pray out the plan of God So that we can fulfill the will of God For our lives with joy 2 Timothy chapter Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4 And verse 7 Praise God forevermore Thank you Lord Jesus 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. Come on, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Alright. Paul says, let's look at uh, let's look at verse 6. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. Now the reason I needed to read this is remember what we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul says, What? I'm called to be an apostle after the will of God. That's how he started. Let's look at how we ended. Let's look at how we ended. I'm ready to be poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. I love this. I love this. He knew when he was to go. Verse 7. I have fought the good fight. Oh, thank you, Lord. I have finished the course. Now, you cannot finish a curse you do not know existed. Right? Like, you cannot finish a course you are not aware of. It's like, I mean, we're to run a relay race. Okay? And then you go to um, um, You go to The, the lane Okay And uh, They say well You're lane 6 And you forgot that you're lane 6 And then you get to the end of the race And you end up in lane 3 And then they ask you Why are you in lane 3? I don't know But I just decided to use any lane <laughs> you, Even if you came out first Right You're not getting any award You know the reason why? You didn't run in your lane so it's not about getting to the finishing line It's not the faster the, the Who gets there first Who achieves there first Who gets married first Who has children first Who has this first It's not a competition of first it's, a com- it's, not a, it's not a competition of first It's not a competition either It's a commission of purpose I like that We're not in a competition in this life We're in a commission there's something God has called us to do. So he says, I've finished my course. So if Paul did not know his course, he would not have been able to say, I've finished it. So we spend time in prayer knowing God's course for our life. No, so that when we get to the end of our life, and like Paul we say, I'm ready to depart, we can look back and say, you know what? Everything that God asked me to do, I've done it. At this point, God asked me to do this, I did it. At this point, and someone said, well, this is a very difficult life. It's not Spend time with Jesus. He's more interested in guiding you than you are in receiving guidance. So if you would yield yourself to the Spirit of God, God will guide you. Okay. So let's read it one more time. Let's read it one more time. For I'm ready, for I'm read already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I like it. I have finished the course. It means that God gave him a specific course. Come with me quickly. Praise God. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. Let's read this now. Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. Thank you Lord Jesus. But I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself. So that I may finish my course. So in the book of Acts it says, I don't consider my life dear to myself. I want to finish my course. And the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus... To so testify solemnly Of the gospel Of the grace of God Are you saying this now? So he said I have finished my course But in, in Acts 20, 20 uh, In Acts 20 24 He says that I may finish my course So in the book of Acts Chapter 20 He says that I may finish He hasn't finished then But he knew his course Alright In Second Timothy now Chapter Four, and verse 7, it says, I have finished the course. So, 1 Corinthians one one, i I'm an apostle after the will of God. Acts 20.24, 20, that I may finish the course. Second Timothy chapter 4, I have finished the course. You can see the progression of Paul's life. How detailed, how exact. These were not statements of, I don't know, I hope, I sure do hope, I finish. You know, that's how people, you know, sometimes... Christians talk and it's it's so... The way they talk sometimes, you can be ashamed. I hope I make it to heaven. You're not sure? (laughs) Praise God. Christians make a lot of uncertain statements. Uncertain statements. And it's all because they don't know the plan of God for their life. If you know the plan of God for your life, if you know your walk with God, you'll be able to make some statements very confidently. Praise the name of the Lord. So, um... Okay, well, let me leave that because it's going to take us way, 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 way deeper. Uh, but if you go to First Corinthians chapter 9, just write it down if you want to do further studies. And Paul talked about all the things he had to leave so he can fulfill purpose. Alright? Uh, I'm a free man. I was born under the law and all that. I became weak um, to the weak. I became strong and all that and all that. He disciplined his body so he can finish his course. So just write that down. Praise the name of the Lord. Last scripture. Last scripture. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. And this is one scripture that I use in praying for myself all the time. Glory to God! But I really want you to pick that from the life of Paul. Okay, he, he, he started out as an apostle after the will of God, got the heavenly commission. He said he didn't confer with flesh and blood. In Acts 20, he says that I may finish my course. I want to get the course finished. And in, then in uh, in Second Timothy chapter four, he boldly declared and says, "I finished the course, the course that I may finish. I finished it." And that, if you don't know the curse, you can't make such statement. Praise God. Okay, last scripture, Philippians 2.13. It says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. The NIV version. It is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His purpose. The New Living Translation says, For God is working in you. Oh, I like this. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. I pray this scripture all the time over my life. Father, thank you. Because it is you who is working in me to give me the desire, not only the desire, but the power to do what pleases you. Glory to God. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Oh, we give you praise and glory. And I pray for everyone tonight that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you would work in them and give them the desire and the power. To please you. And I just pray the blessing of God upon your life. You know God's plan for your life. And you fulfill God's purpose for your life. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen.